Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nessie, and I'm also here joined with Michael Terry. Hi. And Susan Esparza. Hello. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And you can also download it anytime from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it on SEMSynergy.com. Our guest today is Patrick Sexton, SEM Manager at We Build Pages and Widget Strategy Blogger at SEOish.com. And today's show is all about widgets, the good, the bad, the ways that they, you can make them work for you. Um, so we'll start off this first segment with the good. Michael, what is a widget? <laughs> well, I, I saw one when I was browsing the internet. I, I came across one serial entrepreneur who had just started up a, a site that helps people to develop their widget strategy, and he said that a widget was uh, an external page within your own page. So I guess that was kind of an overbroad definition of it. Yeah, doesn't that make an iframe a widget? Right, that, that's exactly <laughs> Any iframe you have, you're automatically a widget. Unfortunately, oh. since widgets have only been popular since, like, middle of 2007, it, we haven't really concretized a good definition of widgets yet. But basically, there's those things that you can take a little piece of um, external um, HTML and paste it into your source code, and it will call an external server and load some JavaScript and HTML into your page to... That does something, though. Yeah. It can't just be there. It's mm-hmm. got to do something, right? It's supposed to be cool. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But so, so it's like this little chunk of code and a portable, uh, self-contained, and you can put it on your page, or you can load it on your desktop, or you can load it up through your mobile web browser. Right. Well, and it's got to have a specific function. It can't just be like, oh, and here is the widget where you access the entire tool set. Right. That's. That's not a widget. Well, right. But I mean, a widget would be like, oh, and then if you, you know, if you put this on your page, it'll give you the links that are embedded to this page. Sure. That's a widget. It does one thing. It's small. It runs pretty quick. It gives people something to do or something to think or something that's not exactly the page content, but it's a su- it's supplementary to the page content. Yeah, I mean, it started off as a desktop application with Confabulator, and then it migrated to the web last year so and the original conception was that it just does one task really really well and it has it right in front of your face so you don't have to hunt around opening the application for this small bit of information that you need like you know you want to know what the weather is in some city or you know, yeah you that's know a great the, example the time is in europe or mm-hmm. that that's a that's a great example um but yeah, they really took off last year, like you said, and and now we see them on everybody's like Facebook and MySpace, and I Google, I Google okay. is completely made of widgets. I mean, it's just right. arrange your widgets in the pattern that is most pleasing to you. And there's several different places that offer like widget generation tool sets. Google does, Yahoo does, and so this is a market that is. Ex- ex- 
it's exploding. It's a great way to do viral marketing in a way. It, it's a way that only you, you can only do on the web. You know, it's a new outlet. So before we just had ads, and that was the only right. way that you could advertise. But this is a way you can interact with potential customers. Yeah, it's it's really about in engagement. Bruce likes to use the term engagement objects, and it's you know there's something that pulls people in. It, it's something more than just right. Here's another web page with something to read and some pretty pictures to look at. Because people have ad blindness, right? So we don't even look at ads. But if something gives us a reason to look at it, then that gives you a chance to put your name and your brand out there. Right. Well, and if it's a useful widget, if, you know, it's something that people are going to be like, hey, this is kind of cool, then they're going to spread it, too. I mean, widgets are great link magnets, right? Yes. You know, or, or, or link bait, even if they're not a link magnet. They're, they're ways to attract attention, get people to come to you, spread your spread your you know information out there. You know you, they're, they're very cool for that. I have to say the name Widget cracks me up because I always think of the Little Mermaid, right? The song where she's singing right. about, about being human. Gadgets. Yeah, the widgets and widgets and uh, what's its galore. Uh-huh. It cracks me up every single time. I have a hard time like taking widgets seriously <laughs> because of the name. That's funny. Little Mermaid is one of my favorite movies, and I had forgotten that reference. <laughs> you clearly don't have like young cousins or anything like that I, who I guess are not. obsessed with the princesses. Actually, we shouldn't go off on a tangent because I, I could talk about the Little Mermaid for probably ten minutes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> let's not do that. We'll have that conversation later. No, but the widgets are an advertiser's dream, really, because imagine imagine if you could somehow get people to take like a banner ad and and uh, send email with links to the banner ad to all your friends. That yeah. would never, ever happen. Right. But that can happen with a cleverly written widget. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one thing that's been said about widgets is that they're awesome for mobile phones, right? Because they're small, single-purpose things, and you know, so that's exactly a task to a mobile phone. They do one thing, they do it well. You know, you can do it with, you know, a thumb and two pairs, and a pair of eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. And when we talk about you know spreading onto mobile and the fact that so many people have smartphones now and so many people have cell phones period you know widgets are really great for that kind of thing right you know if we take a, a generous definition of widget like uh, embedding a google video into your page as being a widget then i mean obviously widgets have become just exploded in popularity so i think from a marketing standpoint it's really something we have to keep our eyes on yeah, for yeah. the next couple of years. We, I mean, we've only really scratched the surface of the way widgets can be used in yeah. the search engine marketing. Yeah, we, we've touched on, you know, just in the conversation, we've touched on a couple of different kinds of things. You know, what time is it in another part of the world? Like you said. Um, you know, one thing that where widgets are really shiny is in the, like, Google Maps mashups. I mean, there's so many things we can do with geo-identification. I mean, it's getting really interesting to see how there's a a site where you can track everywhere you've driven and walked during the day so you know how far you've traveled. You know, there's places which pinpoint where crimes happen throughout the city. Yeah. Well, I was just reading on, I think, the New York Times, the review of the Android phone, the G1 phone from T-Mobile, that you can actually put on your phone a little GPS widget that tells you the, exactly that same thing, where you're walking and what you're doing and whatever. Well, I guess it's a time for a break, but stick around because Virginia will be talking to Pat Sexton to pick his brain about how to make widgets work for you. Awesome. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. 
Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with Referback.com. They've shown me how to... Referback.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. Referback gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit Referback.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on TopNicheNetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on TopNicheNetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, TopNicheNetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. TopNicheNetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com, and what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you, LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. Huh. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia Nussie, and I am joined with by uh, Pat Sexton, the SEM manager at We Build Pages. Welcome to the show, Pat. Hi, Virginia. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's great to be here. Great. 
So I have you on the show because you are known as one of the widget masters in the SEO SEM industry. Um, and uh, you're actually going to be speaking at PubCon coming up on the Wonderful World of Widgets panel. Yes, um, I'm looking very much forward to that. Yeah, that should be fun. I'm kind of bummed I won't be there, but there will definitely uh, be some BC presence, and it should be a really good time. So tell me, what are some of the suggestions that you're going to give at the panel um, about how publishers can take advantage of widgets to gain more distribution? Um, in general, the, the the main thing that I that I want to be talking about is is kind of uh, a lot of the things that people don't think about with widgets. Um, and some of, I, I'm a big proponent of doing widgets a little bit differently than many of the large um, uh, advertising companies are currently doing them. Uh, most companies use one widget, one central widget for a brand. And then have like what's called a viral installer, you know, one of those buttons that you could say, you know, get this widget, and then it will install it on any place, you know, that you want to install it, which is a great functionality. But um, but it leaves out, it leaves a lot of, it's kind of detrimental to the full potential of the spread because you can spread a widget a lot more if you're in individual widget directories like Widget Box or the iGoogle directory or MySpace application directory or Facebook application directory. And when you have a viral installer, you're actually, um, you're not getting in those directories. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, which I call like cross, cross-platform widget strategies. Oh, very cool. Um, so you're still recommending, though, the one widget, just getting it out there in a different way. Yeah, I mean, every case is Different, but the but, but essentially, yeah, it, it would be the, the same widget, but like an iGoogle gadget version of it. Um, a so widgets basically are you know bits of functionality, and and the main functionality um, uh, one real common one is like a booking engine for a uh, travel site. So you have a travel site, and there's a little widget where you can you know put in your travel dates and you know where you want to go to, and then click search. And then that widget kind of brings you to the search results on the page of the travel property. And in that case, um, particularly if you have a strong brand presence already, um, it's, that's a, a great example of where having an iGoogle gadget, even if it's the exact same thing as your other gadget that has a viral inst- installer, um, can do you a lot of good. Because a lot of people will go, people using iGoogle, when they search for stuff to put on their homepage, they're not searching the web. They're searching the directory, the iGoogle gadget directory. So it says, like, add stuff, and then they go in there and they say, oh, I want to add Expedia. So they put in the word Expedia, and then they get results from that. And let's say, for example, um, if Expedia hadn't put themselves in the iGoogle gadget directory, they wouldn't find Expedia. They would find you know, maybe an affiliate of Expedia or something, but they wouldn't find Expedia's fancy schmancy gadget that they made. Well, that makes sense. You have to be where people are looking for you. Um, so how can you decide if a widget is right for your audience? Um, wow, that's a, that's a really broad question. Because <laughs> for, for Too big example, of a question. You know, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it, but it's a great question. I mean, it's a question that, that a lot of people are asking themselves is, is how can... 
how can my brand or how can my you know functionality go out there as a widget? Um, but I would I would narrow it narrow it down a little bit to basically saying something like what what would your website be if you didn't have a header navigation a sidebar or text <laughs> what, what is mm-hmm. the functionality what is the heart of your website and if the heart of your website is um, you know a, a booking engine well by golly you, you, you should get a booking engine widget and you should use that um, however there, there's some places that the heart of the basic functionality of a site can be a lot of different things. Some websites have, you know, different functionalities. There's a lot of, um, I'm just trying to think of examples, but like, like maybe uh, imagine a, a medical, a site about medical issues. They might have, I don't know, like a, a body fat calculator or a, um, or a, uh, risk assessment quiz or something that they might have several functionalities that would be useful as, as widgets so mm-hmm. in 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 those scenarios you you'd, you would have a lot broader of a reason but basically overall to answer the broad question if your functionality is useful to people you should have a widget i like that um how do you recommend going about branding a widget like should it be really you know pretty bold and like dominating or is it probably better to be like subtle and little or or I, I don't know what are or should it like come up after you've already done the functionality well yeah the um <laughs> again there, there, there's many scenarios for that and, and 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 i would say that it depends on your audience so let's take for example um i'm trying to think of a, a nice broad um there's sort of three audiences. There's there's people with personal home pages, which is like iGoogle, NetVibes, PageFlakes. So let's call those personal home pages. And then there's uh, that's one type of audience. There's another audience with which are, are more like social sites, like Facebook or MySpace, where you actually have a profile and that other people can see, which is a very different scenario than a personal home page where nobody but you can see it. So, so those are two audiences. Now, the third audience would be blogs or websites that are using your functionality to enhance their own website or blog. So this would be like a blog sidebar or a, um, or maybe some functionality that a website is using because they don't have the capacity to have all the databases or whatever, but you have some kind of useful information that would be nice for their customers. So, so I see those as, I mean, there's more than that, but I, I see those as sort of the three main audiences or three main scenarios where a widget might end up. Um, we'll ignore mobile for now. <laughs> That's a whole other world. But um, to answer the question of branding, I think that it's very wise, and this is another benefit of having a cross-platform strategy, the thing that I do, which is because your iGoogle gadget might need to be a little bit different for a personal homepage. I mean, I mean, an iGoogle gadget is for a personal homepage, which might have different requirements, branding or otherwise, than the same exact gadget and functionality that's going to end up on somebody else's website. So I would say that the branding depends on the audience, and I would say in general, you people are not interested in your branding, and your branding is not useful to people. 
so if you want, um, and and the your widget, the more useful your widget is, the more it will spread. So if you had one widget that had a great functionality that had no branding, and then another that had a 12-inch header <laughs> with your logo um, on it, that it might be a very beautiful, lovely logo. But um, the one that doesn't have a header will spread more than the one that does. So with branding, it should be, um, it should typically be a, a, a smaller factor than your um, than the usability. However, having said that, if the entire goal of your widget is to spread your brand, then um, then you have to be very clever and very elegant and very non in somebody's face in order to accomplish that goal. But you can accomplish that goal. Um, and it could be just by a, you know, like even just just kind of like a mini web page. It could be just be a small little, like, logo on the left or right-hand side on the top or on the bottom saying, you know, provided by, you know, Joe Schmo. Right, right. <laughs> and, I mean, I would think you would want a little something there that talks about who you are because if if people like it, then they'll associate you with it. Right. And another... Um, Another way to accomplish branding um, in the sense of what you just said is, is, is also in the planning of your widget. But like, if your widget, um, let's say, I have a great real example of, um, of a, a long time ago, I was making just for fun a whole bunch of widgets from the Stephen Colbert show. Mm-hmm. And um, the Daily Show. So, like, I have widgets, you know, where you could watch a video of them. And something that I thought was brilliant about the way Comedy Central did this, and this is a really important point, whenever you have any kind of media that people might use in a, in a widget or you're creating your widget itself, um, there, it should always end up, the end result should should be either you've provided something and they know it's from you, or they... or they should end up on your page, <laughs> would, would often be even more ideal. And mm-hmm. Comedy Central used to have a video player that would show clips from the Colbert Report, for example. And, it, you know, these are like, you know, three, five-minute, you know, these are like three to five-minute clips of the Colbert Report. And what, what would happen is that basically you could take that, that video player and put in a widget um, and do anything you wanted with it, through, through the embed function, um, but if, if, if that player, the, the way that they worked it was this, was after the clip was over, it basically went to a splash screen of Comedy Central, and just about anything you touched in that video player afterwards would take you to, you know, their video player on the Comedy Central site. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was a great example of, of you know, here, here, here are people who are getting their content out in a very smart way that benefits them. So, so they got the branding by the, the splash screen. As you're watching the video, there's nothing screaming Comedy Central at you. In fact, I don't think there's any mention of Comedy Central whatsoever in that right. video player. However, at the end of the video, a splash screen for Comedy Central and then a, a link in it that says, see more videos here. And that's that, and that that splash screen was just all, you know, just huge, like Comedy Central branding. And, <laughs> but at the and, right and, time, the right time to bring you in and, and check out more. 
good stuff to think about for widgets, something that's kind of, you know, moving more towards the mainstream as far as marketers' minds are concerned. And definitely worth checking out more because um, you've got your thoughts on widgets, local conferences, and all sorts of stuff on SEO-ish. Again, you're going to be at PubCon in November. And uh, lots of cool stuff to check out from Pat. So thanks for coming on the show, Pat. Oh, no problem, Virginia. This this is great, and I hope you have a great day. It's been fun. Absolutely. And um, congrats on your gig at We Build Pages. Uh, You know I'm jealous. Uh, You'll have to say (laughs) hi to Lisa for me. Um, Stick around. In the next segment, we'll follow up with some things to look out for if you're thinking of developing widgets. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more. I see you working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM and... They will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. He's been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Market Edge. Join host Larry Weber as he speaks to the innovators and trendsetters who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Susan Esparza here with Michael Terry and Virginia Nessie, who you just heard talking to Pat Sexton about widgets. There's been a lot of buzz about widgets in the last year or so. Um, We were talking about that in the first segment. But there are some drawbacks, right? We should keep them in mind when we're, you know, before we encourage everyone to go out there and start building widgets. What's what do you have to know before you go out there and say my entire life is widgets? Well, one thing you have to understand is that they're a very big security risk. Um, as a webmaster, if you don't understand the code that you're embedding in your page and you don't trust the source that it's coming from, the truth is that any arbitrary code that you paste in, once you do that, 
the foreign server has complete access to your web page and any analytics information that you can get on a web page. So that's something that's pretty important. It hasn't come up too much. We haven't seen a lot of exploits that way, but as we become more popular and if, as creative people think of nefarious ways to use that, it's yeah. something to keep in mind. Well, yeah, and if it's something that's, you know, being, especially if it's being fed to you constantly, you don't have any control over what's getting fed to you. If, if one day your harmless feed from, you know, here's, here's what time it is in Tokyo turns into, here's what time it is in Tokyo with porn, you're, you're kind of screwed, right? <laughs> your family-friendly website is not going to be so family-friendly anymore. Right. Not a good thing. Absolutely. And that's and that's the point. I mean, if you're putting arbitrary code in there that you don't understand, um, it can literally do anything. Yes. So <laughs> apparently, I just killed Virginia. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sorry, Virginia. So basically. Aside from these security risks, we're, they're also a distraction, right? You've got this wonderful page content. You want people to read it, and there's some little monkey dancing over in the corner. True. <laughs> Although I've noticed that widgets... Uh, we were talking about this in the first segment where I said that uh, they can counter ad blindness. But to, to be perfectly honest, a lot of times widgets look like ads to me, too. And I think I have a lot of widget blindness. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we were kind of... Um, talking about this before the show, Virginia and I, and I just find widgets so annoying 90% of the time. You know, one person's cool is another person's, oh my god, get rid of it. The thing for me that I know a lot of people love, and I just cannot stand it, and if I see a blog with it, it drives me nuts, is the My Blog Life. <laughs> I cannot stand it. I don't care who's been on the blog before me, okay? Right. Even if they're my best friend, I'm not going to be like, oh, Johanna, there you are. It's been so long since I've seen you. Because um, if I wanted to see where my best friend has been, I would ask her. Well, I think one problem is that widgets are so easy to make that... Um the designers don't realize that they actually have to provide some kind of value for anybody to care. Um, and so they make things that just kind of look cool, but they don't do anything for you, and so you don't use them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that I think is huge. If you spend your time developing something and it doesn't really do anything, mm -hmm. you know... Well, if it doesn't bring value to the users of the websites who are supposed to be embedding these, that's not going to do anything. Now, if you take something like Google Video, obviously that brings huge value and it's very popular and people are using it a lot. But Well, yes. Yes, it brings huge value. For example, embedding YouTube videos. We talked about that in the first segment a little bit. Um, embedding YouTube videos can be super useful, right? It's relevant to your page, the content, you know, it, it has to do with it and maybe you didn't create it, but it's great for... The, the user, unless perhaps you're embedding videos just because you think they're hilarious. Right? You have to consider whether or not the content is appropriate to your website. And, yeah. and I, don't think, I don't think a lot of people are careful and selective about, you know, is this going to provide worth? And not just is it going to provide worth, is it going to provide the exact same kind of worth that Their my page is providing, about. right? My site is right. about this. It shouldn't, you know... My site is about selling shoes. It's not about my cute lolcat widget. Right. It is like a, a thin line between are you adding to the conversation or are you just kind of creating a distraction? So you have to make sure, like you said, that you're targeting what your audience is, is actually looking for. Yeah, and dovetailing with where we were talking about just a little bit, 
a bit back, if we go back and say, like I was saying, I have banner ad blindness and I have widget ad widget blindness to some degree also. That's a problem with a lot of widgets is that they're not very skinnable or that they're too complicated to skin. And if a, a prospective site owner can't skin them to make them fit in, if blend in with the rest of their site design, I mean, I, I go to sites all day long and the, the widgets stand out like a sore thumb because they all look the same they look like ones you've seen lots of other places so you you intuitively you instantly recognize them and can ignore them and Mm -hmm. so they need to be skinnable i mean that's i'm telling widget developers right now you've got to make it so that people can blend them into their sites so that we don't just ignore them yeah i think that that's a really good point and I don't know. Just cut down on the creepy factor too. I don't <laughs> like, like I'm just going to keep talking about things that I really don't like. Uh, I hate the little like talk to a live person widget where their eyes follow you. <laughs> don't do that. That's not cool. That's the uncanny valley right there, and we're right in the middle of it. And I don't like it. Get rid of all of those, dear web, and um, I will be a happier person. Well, there's another technical issue besides the security issue with widgets, and that's the fact that a lot of these sites have tons and tons of widgets, and they load at page load, and if any one of those servers go down, uh, that's how long your page takes to load. It's like the weak link in the chain situation. So you're at the mercy of the worst server of the widgets that you have loaded. Yes. So basically, what, what are we saying? Be... You know, apply some discretion. Make sure that it works. Um, think about it. Think it all the way through. Make it look like the rest of your site if you can, and you know, understand the security risks. Good points. Um, so that's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. And if you ever have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, we would love to hear them. Send them over to SEM Synergy at bruceclay.com. Come back next week for more industry insight and experts. And in the meantime, visit semsynergy.com to find out more about this week's guests and topics. Um, And by the way, I've also started a feature on the Bruce Clay blog called SEM Synergy Extras, where I pull together all the resources that we just didn't have time to cover on the show. So if you like what you heard, there's more on the blog. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. 